Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. One, two, three. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next life. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next life. Oh, a what up, Knicks fans, and what is up? What is up, Craig? And good day to Jay, a.k.a. Blanderson Hooper. Good day to you as well, Craig. In case you guys don't know what's going on, we are right now in the Hard Knicks Life locker room celebrating, clinching a winning record. It is fucking unbelievable. Barry, how you feeling? The fucking great, Craig. I, I, I can't get enough of this Knicks team, and I, I feel very, very, very happy. You're sopping wet from all the champagne right now. Uh, it's dripping in every crevice, Craig. And here we have Frank. Frank, how does it feel <laughs> to be a part of the first winning team in many years for the Knicks? This is a wonderful feeling for me. I cannot help but think that my braids helped play a small part in uh, the season that we have, even though I only just got them. I have uh, been wonderful sitting on the bench and cheering and <laughs> yelling and telling everyone they are doing a great job. And so it has been the most fun I have had here in America. If you do not count all those times I injured my groin, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and how are you going to be celebrating tonight? Oh, I don't know if it would be okay for me to say. My mother might be listening to this podcast. No, she's not. I don't know. Maybe. And Annis, what are you doing in this locker room? You're not part of this team anymore. When I think about playoffs, my nipples get hurt. All right, guys. Wherever you listen to the show, remember, leave us a five-star rating and or a positive review. And please, subscribe to the one podcast that always saves our receipts. Wait a second. Have I used that before, guys? Last week. Or two weeks ago. Not last week. Two Two weeks weeks ago. ago. Two weeks ago. We got more fucking receipts, guys. And I can't wait. I cannot wait. Here we go. To play them for the both of you. Jesus. You guys know what I'm talking about? Well, no, I know we're sitting at 37 and 28 right now. You have no clue what's coming, but it's good. Oh, because he said, what, 38 and 34? No, it has nothing to do with the record. Nothing to do with the record. Wait and see. Guys, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. They have you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And our other valued sponsor for this show, Kanan. Do you have a pair of sunglasses you love, Brad, that you just can't live without? I do, Craig, but maybe there's a better one out there. There is a better one. I guarantee it. It is time to make your outdoor experiences better with Canon. Canon sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity. They're made with Japanese optics that make their lenses clear, lighter, stronger, and Italian handcrafted frames that are impossible to scratch. Use the exclusive code KananCast15, K-A-E-N-O-N-E. 
C-A-S-T-1-5 at Kanan.com to receive 15% off your first pair. That's CanonCast15, Kanan. Clearly better. We are sitting at 37 and 28, the fourth seed in the East still. We beat the Rockets, the first win in Houston since 2015, just the second time we've won there since 2004. And it was a 25-point win, and he wasn't even fucking close. This Rockets team isn't close to what it's been either, Craig. It doesn't matter how good or bad they have been. We won in Houston, all right? It was such a big win that that Randall didn't even play. Would you guys get the fuck out of my opening here? What is going on? thought this was a celebration. (laughs) You're right. I should be happy. Wow. Everybody fucking just jump in. (laughs) We go down 6-0 against Memphis. Nothing is going right at the beginning. No energy. The second night of a back-to-back. It's not looking good, looking lifeless. Tibbs calls a timeout. And then from there on out, we take over. Energy goes through the roof. We start finding open men again, hitting our threes, our new offensive scheme that's been working so well for the past month. And before you know it, their coach is getting teed and kicked out. They get five technicals in a span of two minutes. Jaws crying, getting kicked out. RJ's clapping. Max Kellerman is issuing apologies about laughing at the Knicks for signing Julius Randle when they did. Julius Randle's being named the NBA Player of the Month for April. For the Eastern Conference. Yes. For the Eastern fucking Conference, Blandy. Steph Curry in the West, but who cares about him? Slam Magazine has a cover with Julius Randle and RJ on it. The headline, Restore the Feeling. And we're even getting in James Harden's head right now, who should not even be thinking about us. Have you guys seen the cover of The New Yorker that he shared today? No. Yes. He shared a copy of The New Yorker that had a caricature of the Brooklyn Nets, big three, in the foreground. And then behind them, Julius and RJ in their Knicks jerseys, right behind their tails. And Harden posted a screen grab of it with the Knicks cropped out. Made it just look like there were Brooklyn Nets on the cover. Guys, I think it's safe to say, as Julius Randle's son said, We're here! Yes, sir. We are here. This feels so good. This feels so good, man. Wow. <laughs> Guys, against the Grizzlies, Julius Randle, 28.6 rebounds, 6 assists. Alec Burks returns. No Nerlens Noel, no fucking problem. Taj Gibson with 6 points, 12 boards, 5 blocks. Norvell Pell with 3 blocks of his own. That's 8 blocks from our fucking 3rd and 4th string centers. Barry, the game against Memphis. Second of a back-to-back. Did you think we were going to take that game? Um, I did. Uh, obviously, you know, it gets a little scary at the end of that game, but why should you not have confidence in this Knicks team? Everything that they've shown us all season long. Uh, so, yeah, would I, you know, until like that two and a half minute mark, you know, when everything just started falling apart for Memphis and going the Knicks way. Yeah, it was that little bit of stress, but then it just eased away as the, the Knicks lead just grew and grew in those that final minute. So. Uh, But yeah, I was confident pretty much the whole game. I mean, that's what this team has shown us. They're winning the games that they're supposed to win. And even the games that they're not, they're right there. So they took care of business, right? We we knew that these were going to be the two easier games of this road trip. Not that Memphis is easy. Nobody thought Memphis is easy, but it's going to be... It's only going to get harder from here. So if we could oh, pick up hard. these two back-to-backs, you know, they, they did the job they had to do. It's a great start to the road trip. And what's interesting is like during this stretch, these games that they're supposed to win, like for instance, the Rockets game, they're winning them handily. The Rockets game was a joy to watch because it was never in doubt, right? Right. I've been waiting for a blowout because we haven't had too many blowouts. Julius Randle didn't even play in the fourth quarter, yeah. right? That's what I right, was trying to say was, before, before you yelled great. at me. 
<laughs> Sorry. It's all right. But over these over these two games and lately, the standout player has to be Derek Rose. Let's flash back. February 9th, 2021. Here we go. The big thing that I think everyone wants to talk about right now is the big trade that just happened. It's a trade, Craig. It's a trade. Is it a big trade? Yeah, I don't know if it's a big trade. It's a. It's, you don't think that's a big trade, Derek no. Rose? No. Uh. You can't call this a big <laughs> trade, Craig. If it was like 2010 Derrick Rose, sure. It is the big trade of the weekend, all right? (laughs) Derrick Rose reunited in New York with Tibbs for a Charlotte second round pick and DSJ. So you guys weren't too excited. At, at first, well, like but Blandy how much said, has your it perspective changed? We didn't know. It, we, I think it, it was 2010 Derrick Rose. At least that's what he looks like to me. He's playing phenomenal. He's playing great. And now he's added the three-point shot to his arsenal. Yeah, he's outside awesome. shot I, I good. apologize. I was wrong. This is a huge <laughs> trade, Craig. Huge trade. He's become one of their most valuable players. I mean, he's yes, got the ball absolutely. when it counts. He's the one that he's he's the point guard that we need. Especially come playoff time. And yeah, what a game he had against Memphis. What a game he had. And he's been playing great since he's been here. The Knicks are 21 and 8 in games Derrick Rose has played since he was traded here. Take that for data. Yeah. Mm. And, and it's not just that, because sometimes, you know, it's almost like a plus minus type of thing where it doesn't really matter. But he had his hand in a lot of these wins. They would not have had a lot of these wins if he didn't. If he didn't do what he did in these games, you know, just take control, pump up the offense. I take it back what I said when that trade happened. I just didn't know. I didn't know they needed him. He's got five 20 plus point games in his last eight games. He is playing incredible. And when he was playing with Detroit, they were limiting his minutes. He was barely playing. He's rejuvenated. And what's amazing is Thibodeau, and listen, it's working. So I don't even think I would fuck with it at this point. But the way he runs these rotations, how Alfred starts... And then Rose comes in, and then Alec Burks is like the point guard. Once once Rose comes in, then Alec Burks is the backup point guard. Or quickly, Alfred never comes back in again. It's the strangest thing I've ever seen in an NBA rotation to never bring back your starting point guard again, and you're going with your shooting guard or slash small forward as your backup as your backup backup point guard. It's been working though. It's working great. It's fucking bizarre, but it's working, and you can't even mess with it. I I, I feel like if you if you started. Who knows what would happen if you started Derrick Rose? It is frustrating, though, when the team gets off the slow starts or starts faltering when Peyton's in there, and then Derrick Rose comes in, and it's instant. It's instantly better. Exactly. It's instantly better, which is why I would not have a problem fucking with it, even if you did it first <laughs> first game of the playoffs. You want to call me crazy because now you're tinkering, you know, when you haven't had any regular season games this way? I wouldn't have a problem with it because they're better with Alfred Payton off the court. And you need 48 minutes of solid basketball in these playoff games. But what are you going to do? You can't, you can't change it up now in this final stretch. No, I wouldn't. Don't mess with it. And, and it all goes to shit. And then the rest of the season's on. You got to just keep this going, even though it's really weird. <laughs> the fans hate it. Nobody understands. The offense flows so differently when Derrick Rose is in there. Peyton has been turning the ball over like crazy. He gets, yeah, he gets to the basket. But half the time it gets blocked or he just doesn't, can't make a layup. He obviously is not a threat at all from three. I'll tell you another signing that I thought was just okay when it happened, but I, Taj. I, I'm, Taj. Yeah. Can't you, you know, say that for all of them? You can, I mean, which is amazing what this front office is doing. It just works. But <laughs> the thing is like, when they signed Taj, I was like, okay, you know, here's a locker room guy signing, right? 
But that's bullshit. And I said it, so I'm calling bullshit on myself. Because he gives all of himself every single possession. He doesn't take any plays off. He gives everything he has to this team and to this game. I'm just fangirling about him right now. It's unreal because a few weeks ago when Bull, or maybe it was more than that, when Bullock and Randall kind of said this team was, uh, you know, they didn't have to worry about Brooklyn's big three because we had a big 15. I loved it. It was a great quote, right? It made you feel good. But you also like cringed a little bit because you're like, oh no, don't say that. <laughs> We're not like, they have a big three. We'd be lucky if we have a big one, like, you know, and you're saying we have a big 15. What you really want to say is we've got a team of 15. We don't give a fuck about a big three, right? Right. But it's really true. Like, no one's laughing now. Not that we have a big 15, but we're a team. Mitch is out. Doesn't matter. We go on a huge running streak with no with Nerlens Noel as our starting center. Nerlens goes out. Taj Gibson comes up big. Norvell Pell's coming up big. Alec Burks is out for weeks with COVID. That's when we go on the streak. Now right, he's it's like, back. Right. It's Doesn't like there's no patches. Matter. There's no patches that you're trying to, like, stop a leak with with this team. Everybody comes in. They 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 play their role. You know, and the, and the team is playing great team basketball. The only guy that truly would matter if he got knocked out or injured would be Julius Randle. Right. Obviously. God forbid. No, you don't think RJ? No. No. Really? People <laughs> would make up for that difference easily. Same way they did for Burks. Burks was a huge part of this before he left. And, and we thought that was really going to hurt. But it didn't hurt at all. Now it's like a luxury to have him coming off the bench. We learned to play without him. Because Thibodeau is creating this identity. It's something I always wanted. I want a team that it really didn't matter who came in or out. They were always playing hard and playing in a system. And it feels like we have that. We're not reliant on a few guys. We are somewhat reliant on one, but it's not... Julius, it would hurt without Julius. But this team, it doesn't work because of Julius. It is an entire system. It's a full team. It's a full team. Which is a great accomplishment in this short of a time. To go from that disaster that we've been seeing the past couple of years to this. Yeah, to fourth place. Ahead of Boston, ahead of Miami, ahead of Toronto. And then the year that Atlanta's having, you're ahead of them. You know, like you said, you just want a, a team, team basketball, where you don't need some huge superstar. But did you think that it would get you fourth place? I wouldn't imagine it would. But Julius Randle has stepped into his own as an all-NBA player. So, you know, you put that with everything else... And this is where we are. Are either one of you worried about the defense not being as good as it was earlier in the year? Because it seems like with the offense getting better, the defense has kind of fallen off a bit. But it hasn't mattered because they've been scoring so many freaking points. Right. I mean, I think when all is said and done, right, and we're coming up to the tail end of the season, which is obviously most important part of their season going forward because they don't want to lose their place in the seedings and they got the playoffs coming up. They're going to know that, that's what this season was built on. Um, yes, has their o- offense been surprisingly spectacular? I think you it's know, been this the past best month in the league, and, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been I top think, three. Like, per 100 possessions, like they're like first over the last who knows how many games in front of the Nets. Thibodeau is going to remind them that defense is what wins championships. And you know the teams that they're going to be going up against and the level of play that they're going to be going up against – it's going to be their defense that that keeps them in these games. He's not going to let them forget that. Yeah, and while overall it might have it might not be as good as it has been, I feel like when it has counted in these games and when they really need to turn it on, they seem to do that. I think you see that in the fourth quarter in these games where it's a tight game, you know, not the past couple, but before that, where it's a tight game and all of a sudden the defense cranks up and the offense is still going and we just like take over. 
Yeah. And how many times, like, usually it's like the defense leads to offense, but we've started to see they have some amazing offensive possession, whether it's Julius Randle hitting some crazy fallaway shot or quickly hitting an amazing, you know, 35-footer. And then that brings up the intensity on the defensive end. So we're seeing it work both ways, which is, you know, which is quite something. I think actually the fact that they've been scoring makes me more confident for the playoffs because they've shown that they have been able to win high scoring games and the tough grinded out ones earlier in the year, you know? So it looks like they're comfortable as long as the, you know, shooting keeps up, they're comfortable winning either way. Yeah. And as we've seen, there hasn't been a drop off when the bench comes in. They're able to keep up the, the scoring with Rose and quickly and now Burks being back. It makes them a very interesting team for the playoffs, <laughs> you know? Way more interesting than they were a month ago when you just felt thought of them as a defensive t- first team, but knew they couldn't hang with Brooklyn or the Bucks or any of these other huge offensive teams. You probably probably still can't, but we have a but chance. But it gives us optimism. <laughs> yeah. you know? So you're there's telling me there's a chance. There's a chance. But it's a great combination to have even just top three defensive team and then a top 15 offense versus what we were like a month ago, which was... Top of the league in defense, all the way at the bottom in offense. Yeah, I mean, the three-point shooting. Where are they in the three-point shooting? Top five, right? The last I heard, we were fourth in the league. I thought we were third. Third or fourth. I mean, that came out of nowhere, you know? I mean, at the beginning of the year, they had like a bunch of good games and then bad games and then good games, and they were so up and down, and now it's just been so damn consistent. Guys, I can't think of any way better to celebrate this winning record. Even if we lose the rest of our games, we're finishing this season with a winning record. I can't think of any better way to celebrate than laughing at Ian Begley. Ian Begley. Hmm. You know he fucked up on Zoom. Fucked up on the Zoom. All right. So let's go to last night. Not playing a game this time. We're just going to laugh at Ian Begley. All right. Are you ready? <laughs> and why are we playing a game? Well, the last time it didn't go so well. Because it's not much of a game. So here we go. Ian Bagley. Yeah, Tom, we, <clears throat> we've highlighted, excuse me, Julius's the shooting, especially from the perimeter, uh, how he's having a career year. But also you look at the assists and you just watch the games, the way he's distributing the ball, finding his teammates. Was that a point of emphasis from you <laughs> to him? Uh, before the season when you guys got together for those workouts? <laughs> just like, you can, I mean, he got a little, got a few quick coughs in the beginning, but you could tell the rest of the way through, <clears throat> he was just trying to get the fuck out of there. <laughs> Hold that down, and that choking. was a long question too. <laughs> he was like, trying not to, it's like, it sounded like he wasn't breathing. He was just getting every <clears throat> word out. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> and then this one came later on. Same night? Oh yeah, this is last night also. Lewis Randall's here. If you have a question, raise your hand. What is all that you the Ian Bagley. Unmute Ian. Oh, there you go. Sorry, Julius. Um, just 11 and 12 overall, and, and the way you guys are doing it. I mean, what, what do you what do you think of what you guys have been able to do over this this past 12 games? Ian Bagley. This guy has a television show, doesn't he? Yeah, he does on SNY. Right? Why does he really struggle with just speaking? I mean, you just got to push a button. It's really not that difficult. He's not as smooth as some of the other people when it comes to their <laughs> questions. Any of the other people. Yeah, well. Okay. <laughs> Mark, Berman. Nice. Mark Berman is smoother. 
<laughs> there That's were, saying something. There were, a, I will say, there were a bunch of issues last night. Even Mark Berman, they had to come back to at one point because yeah, he was Taj, Taj kind of lost it. Taj yeah. was laughing. Yeah. The, so, I mean, there were a couple of other issues, but, you know, the song is not about Mark Berman. The song is about It'll be nice. Movie. It'll be nice when there's no more Zoom and the Knicks players can just laugh at these reporters directly into their eyes, you know, not through a camera. Ian Begley will be sitting in the room with his kids on his lap, a bag of <laughs> potato chips. Right. <laughs> He's going to have the whole Begley like, clan. Uh, Ian, you can't come in here with your kids and chips. <laughs> What do you mean? I mean that's how I've been doing. That's how we do interviews. <laughs> oh, Ian, we love you. No, we no, we don't. It's not true. <laughs> Is that it, Jay? That's it. Just those two. He got out a couple of questions without a problem, actually, too. So, but just those two. Ian Begley. All right, y'all hear that music? It is time for the news. You surprised, Blandy? Eyes popped out of your head. Hey. Are you not ready to go? No, I am. The news presented by Blanderson Hooper. What presented by? The news. <laughs> I'm pre- interesting. Now okay. you're the fucking news sponsor for the news, Blandy. Okay. What do you think about that? Wow, I sponsor myself. <laughs> the news presented by Clarkson Avenue Crumb Cake Company. Can you tell us about May's Crumb Cake of the Month? It's a one-of-a-kind take. The Forget About It Crumb Cake is a one-of-a-kind take on a strawberry short, uh, shortcake. Strawberry cake, strawberry preserves, marshmallow cream, and vanilla wafer crumbs for a taste so good, you'll say, forget about it. I tried to get, by the way, the guys at Clarkson Avenue Crumb Cake Company to call... This month's crumb cake of the month, which is a Mother's Day crumb cake, Barry motherfucking D. Oh. But believe it or not, they refused. I wonder why. From holiday gift boxes to the world-famous Crumpkins, they even have a crumb cake of the month subscription you can get for three, six, or 12 months. Go to ClarksonAvCrumb.com, use promo code HARDNICKSLIFE for 23% off your order. All right, Blandy, take it away. All right, so a couple of stories here. Number one, did you guys, um, LeBron was back for two games and now he's out again because his ankle is sore. Uh, Lakers, I believe, are in seventh place as of right now. Did you hear the quote when when they when they asked him about the? Yeah, poor LeBron. Well, it doesn't matter at the end of the day if I'm not, uh, you know, 100 percent close to 100 percent. It don't matter, you know, where we land, you know, so. Um, you know, that's my mindset. And, um, you know, if this happens to uh, we end up at six or fifth or, or, or whatever the case may be, or if we end up in the, you know, the playoff, uh, whatever that thing is, wh- whoever came up with that shit uh, need to be fired. Um, but whatever. Right. They're in whatever. fifth place, by the way. What place? Fifth. Oh, they are. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and didn't, wasn't there someone else quoted him from, from last season? when they introduced that, and he was talking about how it was a good idea. Well, of course, because now that the Lakers might actually have to play a play-in game, you know, he thinks yeah. it's bullshit. He thought it would be make for an exciting ending to have all these teams battling for the last spots. And now all of a sudden, like you said, doesn't work out for the Lakers. Who, he never thought they'd be right, trying to get in the play. Because he never thought it would include him, you know? Carmelo became the uh, 10th leading scorer in the history of the NBA, NBA by, by passing Elvin Hayes. 
I don't know if you saw Friday night, the Raptors beat the Warriors 130-77. to I think at one point they were up by 61 points. It's the largest margin of victory in any NBA game in the past three years. It's been happening a lot lately. The Pacers yeah. just did something like yeah. that to um, yeah. OKC. Like, the Pacers had like 152 points. Yeah. <laughs> to 90-something. They were think, up by 67 yeah. at one point, too. Yeah. But then like the next night, the Pacers lost, and their opposing team had like 150 points, I think. Yeah, yeah it's wild. The Speaking Wizards scored of, 150 points the other night. It's not. Tell you what, no one's fucking scoring 150 points on the Knicks ever. You're damn right they aren't. Speaking of the Pacers, uh, Russell Westbrook became the first NBA player to have multiple games with 20 rebounds and 20 assists uh, in the same season. Yeah, no, just total Sorry. in his career. Total against the how Pacers, many games does he have? Two doing that now. Oh, wow. He had 14 points, 24 rebounds, and 21 assists against the Pacers. No one's ever done that twice before no. him? Only one other person has ever even done it once, and that person was Wilt Chamberlain. Of course it was. And speaking of Wilt Chamberlain, you know, I talked last week about the, the LeBron rookie card. Uh, some dude who owns a jersey that Wilt Chamberlain wore during his rookie season has decided with some company, some sports memorabilia company that has like a stock market kind of thing he has this jersey he's selling shares in the jersey for ten dollars a pop so you're not actually buying the jersey you're just selling you're just buying a a share in the jersey um and it's something like ninety three thousand shares it, whatever they're selling it at to begin with whatever the initial price is the the jersey is valued at like 1.2 million dollars for this you know sweaty i guess jersey that he wore I guess it's six, 64 years ago or something like that. I'll be honest. I I, use, I started zoning out. We started talking about shares of a jersey. I'm just, just you know, I just Barry. figured because we talked about the the card last week. I just thought it was interesting that didn't I take that out of the show? Was that in there? No, that was in there. Oh, yeah. No, you left that. And you took out some you, of the stuff that you we took talked out about. the bubble gum. But <laughs> I was about thinking about taking out all of it. Why? <laughs> That's I thought it was interesting, interesting story. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, well, not at fucking four in the morning. Well. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and then last but not least, the Mavs won tonight, so the Mavs record stands at 37 and 28. They beat they beat Miami, by the way, which is good. But uh, that's the way. The basketball bounces. You should try to get a little more audio in the news. Okay, today. I'll do what I can. You know, like when you mentioned Melo, I thought we were going to get a little clip from him, from him in the locker room. Did you? Oh yeah, that? he gave a little speech. Yeah, to his gave teammates. a little speech. Be a nice little touch. I think so. You guys want to listen to some voicemails? Yeah. Yes. Love the voicemails, especially when the Knicks are winning. Remember all those depressing voicemails, Craig? <laughs> <laughs> These past few years. Oh yeah, it, it, uh, it's crazy. About Dolan and the Knicks and the culture and. It's one thing after another. The, yeah. The now, we got every, now every Nick fan sounds like they're masturbating during the voicemail. <laughs> yeah, right. That's Which is right. a big true? change. Yeah. Should we expect that now? Yeah, you know it's true. They're either drunk, celebrating, or masturbating, or walking their piece of shit dog. Yo, this is L from Southside. Jamaica, Queens, man. Listen, <laughs> I just heard that episode with Macri. Good episode. I like it. Is it definitely Jamaica, Queens, Southside? <laughs> but I do have a question I want to ask y'all. Y'all y'all brought up the uh one of the other callers said something about what do they need to do in order to, to sustain next year and everything. Y'all both 
all of y'all was talking about um uh the boy up in Toronto. Name escapes me right now. But um I'm kinda thinking why do we really need to go that route? I'm thinking we could probably get somebody like uh like uh Jalen Brunson from the Mavs. We could probably get him cheaper than most other teams that can. And uh, I think he's a decent point guard. If you consider how the Knicks play, you know, you got most facilitators. We're running through, uh, through RJ. We're running through Randall. We don't need – we might not exactly need a, a, a true point guard. Just my thoughts. I'd like to know yours. Keep doing your job, homie. Uh, it's a hard Knicks life. How's Jalen Brunson defensively, Barry? Do you know? Yeah, I think he's good. He's active defensively. He's a he's good small. shooter. He's, he's small, he, though. He, he's small, yeah. But but he's really good. Look, he, but he doesn't come with any leadership. He doesn't come with any championship pedigree. He's not Kyle Lowry to me. Now, yeah, yes, he's, he's is he a building block? Years, yeah, I know. He's 24 years it's, old. It's a, it's a different animal. Yeah, if we couldn't get Kyle Lowry, I would love to have Jalen Brunson. I think it would be great on this team. Yeah, my problem with it is that I want to start. I want a starting point guard. Is Derrick Rose going to be here next year? We don't know. You know, hopefully Alfred Payton is not. I want a starting point guard, and I don't know if that's Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson might be a great backup point guard, but you want to take that next step. That next step is not Jalen Brunson. No, right? we have it, we have young players that are coming into their own. We we need to fill these pieces now with, you know, with with. with the tools that have proven themselves. We don't want to take a young point guard from the Mavs. No, I don't know what you're getting at, D- Dennis Smith Jr. Craig, yeah. Dennis oh. Jr. Dennis Another Smith. one. Yeah, I mean that didn't go so well for us the first time. <laughs> What's up, fellas? Dean Ham from Hollis Queens again. Wanted to tell you how much I love the show. I'm a Jonathan Mackey fan. Love Nick's film school. Very knowledgeable, and they come out every day. Um, but there's no podcast I look forward to more than yours. The only podcast that, as I said before, takes all my problems away and brightens my day. Always entertaining. Thanks, guys. D. Ham actually, by the way, inspired me to start doing that thing at the top of the show where I say we're the, we're the only podcast, we're the one podcast that does this. Because oh. he said that and it's, it struck a chord with me a long time ago. Nice. Because he said it's the one podcast that brightens, brightens his day or whatever. Which makes me feel great. It makes it worth that 4 a.m. edit, Barry. Almost. Hey, guys. It's Phil from Rochester, New York. Uh, I've got a question. So if the Knicks have one of the top defenses in the league, top three, top four, whatever it is, um, do we have a all-defensive player on our team? I know Norman Noel has been doing things like block shots, steals, and everything that but is he a all defensive player uh if not if we if we don't for a fact but who do you think would be other than norton on the well if you, you know for choose if you were to do so give me a uh you know let me know uh let me know on the show appreciate it thank you we do not have an all defensive nba player on this next roster it's pretty amazing statement and question when you think about that, how great we have been defensively, and we really don't. Right, because it's team defense. It's the fact that the guys know where to rotate over to. It's the guys that they've got help, you know, defenders. It's 
that they're communicating with each other. It really is team defense. Now, is Reggie Bullock a great defender? Yes, he is. Yeah. Did Julius Randle step up his game this year and become a very good defender? Yes. Nerlens Noel. Yes. Taj Gibson. Yes. Derek Rose has been a fantastic defender. Yeah, and obviously now, Mitch when he was here. When yeah, he was now none of these guys, like you said, are all defensive team, but they collectively are one of the best defensive teams in the league and, the st- and have the stats to back it up. I struggle to even find one player to to like stand out, you know? You just named a bunch of really good defensive players. Yes. Yeah. But I can't pick one that is the like star defensive player on the team. Maybe, maybe Nerlens of late just because of these blocks, but I think maybe that's unfair to give that to him. It's just that his his defensive plays are so monstrous and monumental at the end of games that they're memorable. Yeah, because the blocks are sexy, whereas Reggie Bullock, you know, playing tight D on a on you know the top score of the other team is not something that's going to get you a lot right. of. It's right, not going to get you the highlight plays. The only players that I can think of that I would say like are not. A positive defender. I, w- I would probably say Alec Burks and Emmanuel Quickly. You know, though they're probably the weakest defenders out of the other, you know, ten guys that are, are normally um you know in the game. It is very hard to wait for this game to start. <laughs> oh my god, I've been anxious all day. Go next. <laughs> Who is that? Do we know? Ralph. Who is that guy? Oh oh <laughs> sorry. It was Ralph. Oh, Just yes. calling us as he's waiting for the game, which is totally fine, Ralph. We appreciate it. He's calling us, telling us how hard it is to just wait for the game. Winning and grinning. That's three in a row. And there Ralph called us right after the game. Winning and grinning. Inspired by his car rides with Clyde. Barry, <laughs> Barry are you okay? What just, just happened? just got the chills. Just... Did Ralph give you the chills like <laughs> yeah. that? Wow. Barry just squeezed his shoulders like up to his ears and just gave mm. a whole shiver. hey this is john from jersey don't worry i'm sober i just wanted to say i think that this is the most fun sports experience little run of my life which might be sad to say now i'm 39 so i'm not exactly you know i'm not a spring chicken exactly had the 90s knicks had linsanity had the mellow years but there was just something about this team i think it's i think it's the players it's the way that they're winning it's the way that the you know, the expectations coming in and how they're kind of blowing past what everyone thought they were going to be, how we're going from such a joke to now, you know, one of the top eight records in the league. And, and just this past run, this last, like, month, it's the nightly, A, it's the excitement because the games are usually close, although they're starting to pull away, you know, from teams recently, their chemistry is coming together. But it's it's the nature of the games, how exciting they are. It's the nature of the players. It's the fact that we got young guys. We got RJ. We got Quickly. We got even Obi, who's becoming like a serious presence. And I'm actually looking forward to Obi minutes these days. I, I, I I'm, I'm out of breath. It's it's just that it's just the best sports experience of my life, which is sad because it's been a month of regular season NBA. And you know I'm a Jets fan. Knicks fan, never got into baseball. I couldn't enjoy the Yankees. So whatever. I love it. I can't wait for this these upcoming games. I don't know when this is going to uh, air. But if we win, 
if we go 500 in these next these last few games, I'm gonna go off the wall. I'm gonna go bonkers. I'm gonna tear down the neighborhood. Good night. <laughs> it, it it is true. I mean, this month has been felt so fucking good. And I've enjoyed, I've had other really positive sports experiences in my life. I mean, obviously the '90s Knicks and. The Yankees back, I used to be a huge Yankee fan. I would watch every game. And in those late 90s, you know, early 2000s, pretty fucking good. But this past month has been special for diehard Knicks fans who've been waiting so fucking long to see anything, to be playing this well. I think Tommy Beer had a tweet that over the past month, they have the best record in the NBA, which isn't surprising given that they've won 11 of 12. But they are the hottest team in the NBA for the past month. I can't remember a happier time as a Knicks fan. No, because, you know, he he brought up Lynn Sanity, which, yeah, was amazing. It was incredible. But, I mean, the pales in comparison to what's going on here. You know, that was an empty two weeks. It was a singular yeah. individual accomplishment, which was crazy. It was off the charts. Again, it was out of nowhere. It was something that, you know, um, nobody predicted and didn't think he had it in him. But it lasted two weeks. It was fleeting. It went away. This has been sustainable all season long, and you're dealing with the same thing. Nobody expected it. It was completely unpredictable. But this, I mean, it, it, there's so much more on the line. You know, we're talking about postseason, and we're talking about the foundation to many winning years ahead. You nailed it right there. It's the idea that this is just the beginning, and we've waited so long. This is not a, I mean, let's hope that this is not just one great season or, or one decent season. But this is potentially just the beginning. We can make tons of moves this offseason. We got young guys who are a huge part of this. This is not on the backs of just veterans that are here or they're gone after this season or it might be their last run. Julius Randle, 26. Right? RJ, 21. Quickly. These guys are going to be part of the team for a long time. And they're an enormous part of what's going on right now. It's not one player, Jeremy Lin, lighting it up, hitting game-winning shot after game-winning shot after game-winning shot. This feels like so much more. You play to win the game. Jay, is this you're a big sports fan? You you like many sports? Yeah. How does this compare? Well, obviously, for them, it's the it's the biggest thing in quite some time. It's exciting. Obviously, it's not. You can't compare it to the to the Giants winning the Super Bowl or the Yankees winning, you know, three in a row and four out of five. But I mean, is it is it a great feeling? Yeah, it's a it's a great it's a great feeling. It's been so long since we could really be excited about this team. I mean, even that team that went that did you know that made the playoffs with Woodson. It's like did was anybody really? under the impression that that was going to be sustainable, that they had a bright future ahead of them? I mean, I don't think so. So I think this is the first time you could really feel good in a long time. Good for right now and for the future. This is Blandy excited. Yeah. This is about excited as you get. Well, I mean, I get more excited. Listen, if... It was like big playoff game, you know, and it's coming down to the last year. I'd I'd be yelling, but you know, really, I can't wait to right see now. that. We're we're like a couple weeks away from possibly seeing that. Then that's possible. Yeah. <laughs> well, only if we're lucky. 
Guys, that's going to do it for today's show. Remember, you can reach out to us. It's hardnextlife at gmail.com. You can follow me at hardnextlife on Twitter. You can follow Barry at Barry Dworkin on Twitter. And you can follow Jay at Blandy Hooper on Twitter. And if you want, you can call us at 516-33-MESH-1. Are you anxious before a game like Ralph? <laughs> you can't wait? Or are you winning and grinning after the game? And John, don't, you know, we, we don't judge you if you want to call in drunk. You do you what you got to do, man. Yeah, you do what you got to do. It's all good. I like you drunk. Yeah. I like you sober. It doesn't matter. Just leave Alfred Payton's family out of it. That's all I would say. I was waiting. I was waiting for something <laughs> in that phone call. Whose parenting skills are you going to bring into question this time? Imagine listening to yourself do a drunk voicemail on a show. Talking for like fucking minutes about whether or not Alfred has kids or not. And how he's probably a great dad, but you're not even sure if he has kids. <laughs> what the fuck was going on? We love you either way. Big game tonight against the Nuggets, guys. Huge. And this is one where I'm not feeling too confident about as well as they've been playing. Like, is it possible? Is it possible we're going to win this game at Denver after all this? It's going to be That's tough. a great team. It's a great team. They're coming off, again, that loss to the Lakers, who have been awful. But, you know, who who knows? Does that work in our favor? Or does that work against us? But, but li- this is what I have to say about these next seven games. These are extremely important games. I know we were celebrating at the beginning of the show. And even if they lose the rest of their games, it's still a winning season. These are extremely important. This basically is like a preseason to the playoffs. We know they're in the playoffs. And the level of competition that they have coming up is extremely high. And the intensity of the playoffs is going to be extremely high. This is a huge test for this team. And so the rest isn't just gravy for me. You know, whatever happens. I actually believe in this team that... Really, no matter who they face in the first round, how it's stacking up, they have a a significant chance to make it to the second round, which still boggles my mind to think about, but I believe that it's true. So that's why these games are really a true test to see where this team is at. Yeah, I I agree. It's absolutely critical. I mean, if we go four and three, I'm honestly ecstatic with that. But we could easily, I mean, as well as we've been playing, who knows? If we go one and six, is it going to really sour us going into the playoffs? I mean, it it's wouldn't take away all of our momentum. It wouldn't be a good, but I don't think like, you know, it wouldn't be the end of the world. That's for sure. Oh, well, we know it won't be the end of the world for you, dude. You predicted they would go <laughs> 10 games under 500. Listen, I'm, I'm a pessimist at heart. That's right. But this game against Denver, if you remember the last meeting against Denver, we lost by 25 points. That was like our third biggest loss Oof. the whole season. Right, but no Jamal Murray. No Jamal Murray, but it was only the 10th game of the season. This is a completely different Knicks team. Randall that game at 29 points, 10 assists, 5 rebounds. The rest of the team, nobody had more than 12 points. So it's not going to be anything like last game. This should be a very competitive game. I'll tell you what I'm not looking forward to, having to watch Michael Porter Jr. for a full game. (laughs) Well, Well, Kevin Kevin Knox Knox is on the bench. I'm not looking forward to that. Ready? Can I do my impression of Kevin Knox tonight in Denver? That's what they'll be doing that on the bench a lot. I was watching the Nuggets the other night, and I had to turn off because Michael Porter Jr. just looked too good. <laughs> I couldn't stand it. All right, guys. Let's see what happens against the Nuggets. Until next time, it is a hard Knicks life. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. 
Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.